How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. All right, this is Brad, and welcome back to the show. If this is the first time you've ever listened to the show and you've just stumbled across it and you're like, what is this thing that appears to be so awesome that it just sucked me in? Well, this is my platform for having amazing conversations with intriguing people and getting to pick their brain on, you know, what's working in their business, in their life, and uh, getting them to share with both myself and you as an audience uh, ways to improve their business and their revenues and their profits and uh, taking interesting approaches to all of the above. And that's why I do what I do. And if at any point during the show uh, or afterwards, you've got any questions, you've got any feedback, you want to tell me how awesome I am, I flattery will get you everywhere. Or you want to give me some constructive feedback, tell me how terrible the show was, and pepper it with some compliments in the middle of it, you can always send me an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. And uh, by the way, I'm looking for a new business book to read. So if you've got a business book that you've read, it doesn't have to be business. It can be personal development, lifestyle, just something kind of nonfiction and inspirational or educational. Send that email uh, with that recommendation to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. And if I read your book, I'll mention your name on the air the next time. So today I have got... A very interesting guest, and I received an email from a mutual friend of ours suggesting that I bring Bushra as her on the show, and that's that's the name of the guest, Bushra. She is over in Saudi Arabia, and it is about 10 p.m. her time, and it's about noon my time. So if she doesn't fall asleep during the uh, during the episode, then we're going to have a really good one. That being said, what I was really intrigued by was the the splash that she's been making uh with her brand with her offering and with um her actions online especially starting from nothing uh 2 years ago and growing an email list of 22,000 people with a buyer list of about 4,000 in 2 years with very little uh help from the outside very little investment she did it all on her own and she did it in a big way so her Big expertise is the psychology of persuasion. And her website is called thepersuasionrevolution.com. And so immediately, I love all things persuasion. And I, as a, kind of as a copywriter, a creative consultant, as a master in neurolinguistic programming, you say persuasion, you've got me hooked. And when I went to look at her website, one of the things I absolutely loved was how uh, creative, fun, and engaging it is. It's definitely not dry. And you can tell just by reading through that and subscribing to her list that she knows what she's talking about and you cannot ignore her. So we're not going to ignore her either. We're going to bring her on the show here in just one second and find out how she has done so much in so little time and what advice she has for those of you out there who may want to do the same. All right. Without any further ado, Bushra, are you there? Hey, Brad. Yes, I am. It's not very often someone calls me intriguing, so I'm definitely here. Well, I, I don't believe that for a second. 
I, I, I live a thoroughly unexceptional life. So uh, when you said intriguing people, I was like, oh my God, I should have recorded this. I, I'm just going to ask you to <laughs> well, good, share good that news is, I am. <laughs> luckily, it is being recorded. So <laughs> Luckily, yeah. Lucky for all of us. I'm just going to flash it in front of my husband again and again every single day for the rest of his life. There you go. Well, and to my audience. So she just says, I'm not intriguing or whatever. So the, the headline on your webpage is the only place on the internet that makes persuasion sexy classy and fun okay that's intriguing so i think i think you yeah, moved, but that, that, i can call you intriguing <laughs> darn it okay okay thank you i accept it i accept that honor but i'll be honest this new headline I, i'm experimenting with this headline and testing it out and so far it has led to a lot of emails so i get a lot of emails from subscribers mm-hmm. genuine ones and then i get a lot of emails recently where people are asking me for dating advice and i'm like ah. okay maybe i need to revisit that headline a little bit <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point though are you getting emails from men or from women on that oh okay so yeah like about you know four females and one man but but the man was really desperate to the point where i'm thinking i should just date him myself because he looks really desperate <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. well you know the, maybe you could splinter off into a um uh, into a kind of a dating a dating course using persuasion too not the person no no not the right person i have no idea how it works and yeah. i cannot navigate the shark invest infested waters of dating world i can't so i started <laughs> off i started off in that world it was really funny and um i so i was dating my i had a girlfriend back then she's my wife now and i was dating her for maybe a year and a half before i got into that world and i i found a i found kind of a, a, a niche in the whole world of dating and pickup artist advice that was not being, um, extrap or, uh, it was not being taken advantage of. And that was like how to do magic, like bar tricks to impress girls because they were talking about oh, it in the whole guess. dating world. Yeah. If, if that makes, if you remember that everybody's talking about, yeah, do bar tricks, but guys who would go out and learn magic tricks or take a deck of cards to a bar, they would look like idiots. So I created, <laughs> I created a course. Like I literally took about two dozen magic tricks that you can really learn on YouTube. And I just reframed it as these are the bar tricks that you would use if you're, you know, talking to girls. And, um, so I got, I never had a real big dating advice course. It was just always like a little, like a, you know, just my own little addition to that market, but I got to know it really well. And yeah, it's a crazy market. I got to tell you. Oh, but what a brilliant genius idea. Oh my God. Thanks. I'm not, I'm totally tempted to break into that market or I can just send those emails over to you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you know, I, I imagine <laughs> that the female, the female advice market is probably a little less crazy than the men's is. But <laughs> yeah, luckily I, I sold that business about four or five years ago and I was really happy to get out of it because. Uh, it just wasn't where I wanted, you know, the waters that I wanted to play in anymore. But, <laughs> but that being said, more back to you. This is not just about me. Um, okay. So you're in Saudi Arabia. Your, uh, your, your backstory, you were doing corporate consulting or something. Give me the quick yeah. backstory because I don't want to oh, get into okay, the really so, juicy oh, stuff. Oh, okay. So I'm an, okay. So I'm a pre-med student turned accountant, turned banker, turned assistant professor of accounting, <laughs> uh, turned a vice president of a bank, turned a corporate consultant, turned entrepreneur. So interesting. You know, it's like I, the only thing that I'm consistent in so far has been my marriage, <laughs> <laughs> which is I feel lucky you. for all of us. Well, you're a true entrepreneneur. You're all over the road, just like, just like, <laughs> so myself yeah. And our so listeners. The, the, 
<laughs> so the very last thing that I was doing before I started this business, which I started as honestly just an experiment. I just wanted to experiment with this whole on- online thing. I was doing corporate consulting. I had, I was making six figures in, um, in consulting, corporate consulting in Saudi Arabia. And, uh, I, and then when I started about six months after I started my online business, I also started uh, a small business advisory firm with another partner. So I, I basically had kind of two businesses running at the same time. I'm an offline business and an online business. So I built the entire, um, entire, my entire online business while still working in consulting. I only quit in March of this year after my business was about very close to a million, no, not close, close to about a half a million dollar mark. Um, that's when I decided consulting, you know, it's not worth my time and effort. So I had to wrap up the firm and mm-hmm. um, dedicate my time fully to online business. Okay, cool. So then what made you decide you're sitting there? What, what, what was the decision where you're like, all right, online business, I'm going to be a persuasion expert. Why that? <laughs> where, where did that come from? So, so I did an idea mapping, you know, the, the, the yes. typically what people would do. I did, I did an idea mapping. One of the things that I was doing in consulting, one of the things that I was known for in consulting was that I was really good at closing um, mm-hmm. contracts. We would, you know, close a million dollar contracts. And, you know, Saudi Arabia is a country with a lot of money. Um, and I was working with some of the biggest Saudi companies. And what would happen in our, in our firm was that if someone was going out for a pitch, they could not go out unless I've had a chance to sit with them and review their pitch and, you know, kind of give them pointers on the pitch. So I was already doing it like you. I was very, I've always been a student of persuasion and negotiation. So mm-hmm. I've read about 305, no, not 307 books on persuasion and social psychology. Nice. And, um, you know, some of these are even medical journals, not just books. So I'm obsessed with this whole idea and I was using it in corporate consulting. So it was one of my strengths. Uh, but I don't have a psychology degree. I've never practiced. Um, like you, for example, I don't have a master's in uh, linguistics, but I was always interested in the topic. So when I started to dabble into this online world, which kind of started as an experiment, um, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try it out and see how that works. So I, st- I had nine ideas uh, that I started with. I validated all nine of them. I was left with two. How'd you validate uh, them? Um, so I did a lot of, I, I have this process that I now teach, which I basically call it cash spotting, which is, you know, you basically go where the cash is. Mm-hmm. So I had these ideas and then I kind of, you know, stocked the, stocked people who were already doing it, uh, looked at courses, bought a few courses just to kind of see what A, is- my interest in the idea and B, how much money realistically I can make with this. And honestly, the, for, for me, the more important thing was how, how much does it excite me? So I'm originally an accountant. So one of the ideas obviously was to do, kind of an accounting, finance for non-financial managers, that kind of a thing. Um, and I tested those out, but, but they, even though they, there's a lot of cash in that niche, it just didn't excite me as yeah, much. Yeah, you get bored of so, it way too quick. <laughs> yeah. So this was, so then I was left with two ideas. When I started the persuasion revolution, I had two ideas. One was to teach, uh, persuasion and negotiation to business professionals, kind of similar to what I was doing in my corporate consulting work. I was training associate consultants on how to be more persuasive. Mm -hmm. And second was to teach psychology of persuasion to basically entrepreneurs. So these were the two that I went out with. And I had a very interesting process of validating, kind of choosing between these two. So what I did was I did a ton of guest posts. Some of the guest posts I did for my first niche, which was I wrote for... um, 
publications like you know glass uh, uh, um what is it called women 2.0 and um a daily muse which are basically focused on business professionals uh-huh. and then i did a bunch of guest posting for um uh, publications that were focused more on entrepreneurs like copy hackers and then i saw the response i judged the response from these two types of guest posts and hands down i got such a great response from um the entrepreneurial market versus the business professionals market so that's when i decided okay now this is what i'm going to go with so if you go back to my original website when i started it had two sections offline persuasion and online persuasion but after i did a bunch of guest posting and i'm crazy like that i was like you know what i'm just going to test it out and see what happens so for my business professionals market it was very interesting i wrote this piece called uh called how to deal with and something about negotiation and persuasion in the workplace and that post got really popular it got picked up by ink.com uh, it had like 3000 shares where did you Brad- originally post it on your website or somewhere else no no, no i i i guess posted on daily muse oh okay cool uh, and then again uh, then it got picked up by ink and then- it got picked up and it was like it was massive and i was really pleased and really happy but you would not believe this i did not get a single subscriber from that post <laughs> And then I did another guest post for Copy Hackers, which is one of my absolutely favorite blogs. Yeah, it's a great um, one. And it was about basically um, eight um, eight down and dirty persuasion tactics for your website, something like that. Yeah, and the quick that, and dirty guide to turning your website the quick into and persuasion dirty powerhouse. Yes, thank you. Found oh, it. you know. <laughs> okay, you know about that. So, um, so I wrote that, and that one guest post not only got me my I don't know ton of subscribers right off the bat, but it also got me my first paying client, and that was really you know the best validation that I could ever ask for. Uh, even though it's a bit unconventional, that's not how people typically validate their ideas. But um, but it was amazing that one guest post got my first paying client and got me my first paying client. So it was interesting because she reached out to me and she said, "Oh, you know, I'm looking for your work with me page and I can't find it. So how can I work with mm. you?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't. Okay, I don't. Not only do I not have a work with me page, I don't even have a PayPal account." Ah, so-, <laughs> so you had to go quick and create those. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to quickly create a PayPal. Like, because it never occurred to me that I, you know, it, things would, um, you know, manifest so quickly. Things would uh, come alive so quickly. I was just doing it as an experiment. So that was interesting. Nice. I love it. Now, so what kind of a client was that? What, what did you end up doing for them? So she wanted to, she, so she wanted me to work on one of her landing pages and a few emails, something like that to kind of review, um, review and revision. So it was nothing. It was $500. Okay. But. Uh, and again, how did I know about that five hundred dollars? I didn't even know. I just quoted her number, and she sent me the money. <laughs> yeah, like damn, it could have been a thousand. It could have been a thousand, but I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I'd never done this kind of thing. I had no idea people would actually pay other people to do something like this. And it's interesting because I, when I started this online thing, I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. Not a single soul hmm. knew that I was doing it. Not my husband. Not my parents. Not oh, wow. my boss. Friends. Anyone. So when I got my first five hundred dollars, I was I had to tell someone, right? So I went and I told my husband. I was like, "Someone just sent me, you know, five hundred dollars." And even though it's not a big amount, right? I was st- I was making a lot of money. But this idea that someone who does not know you, they've never met you, they actually would trust you enough to send you money, it was completely alien to me. So I went and told him, and he was like, "Why are people sending you money on the internet? What are you putting on the internet?" <laughs> so you uh, are awesome. questionable pictures of myself on right the exactly that's the first thought right <laughs> what are you doing 
why would people send you money so i had to kind of like okay take a step back let me explain this is what i was doing and it just started as just as a side project and it blew up yeah look it looks like a great article and it looks like it's exactly what uh i recommend that a lot of people do especially in the very beginning is to is to guest post and get your stuff out there yeah. on other people's websites was that a big strategy of yours going like in order to build your your list from day one like is just getting it you know, your content out on other people's sites? Yes, I did it a lot in the beginning, but but then I have slacked off a little. I, I think I think it's a brilliant, beautiful strategy. And I highly recommend people do that because it, you know, it, it kind of allows you to build your authority by association. So it's not just traffic or subscribers. It's also because you're if you are if if Joanna from Copy Hackers is going to put me on her website, and I absolutely love her. I think she's a genius. If she's gonna put me on her website, I am authoritative by association. So there is also that element that you become authoritative by association. So absolutely, I don't do it enough now that I don't have time. It's yeah. grown big. And now I mostly just use paid traffic because now I have the money <laughs> to spend oh, exactly. on So tell me about, let me, let me jump over to, um, so you start, so you started to see this work and then you, you put up the offer and then your basic offer in the very beginning, like what was your very first paid product that you created? So, okay. So I, so my paid product, you mean a course Yeah. or you mean, okay. So my, so I started in about July of 2014. That's when I, you know, I really started. Yeah. Um, and my first course came out in October. So till from July till October, I, I did a lot of, I did a lot of free work, which I know a lot of people say is not a great idea, but a lot of free I was, work, a lot of free work. Yeah. So I was, I did a lot. Of, so I did about 100 free website reviews in three weeks mm-hmm. because my idea was that if I want to break into a market where no one knows me, no one knows me on the internet, no one knows I exist. So what is the best way to get people to notice me? So I did those. I offered those 100 website reviews. That was one of the things that I did. And about out of those 100 people, more than half of them ended up working with me after that website review. Yeah. So you, know, you bring uh, up an interesting point. I want to kind of sidetrack there. Uh, you said a lot of people say don't do that because, and are they telling you not to do fee? You, you didn't say free work. You said fee, F-E-E, right? No, I said free. Okay, free. I did say free. So it was absolutely free. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I and, still think that's, I think that was spot on. And a lot of people will say that whether it's for fee or for free, They're like, oh, you know, you're trading either time for dollars or you're, you know, you, you shouldn't be giving this away. And I think you had the exact right, um, the exact right methodology. Too many people sit around and wait f- for uh, somebody to pay them when you yeah. recognize that, look, I don't have, I don't have recognition in the marketplace. I've got to do this. And you said how many of those ones turned into one. So about, yeah, about, half? I would say about 60%, more than half. Yeah, definitely that's crazy. Half. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah. did you do like you, where did you announce that you would do these? these so, okay. Reviews? So I was, um, so I was enrolled in two courses. I, okay. I was enrolled in one course at the time, two courses at the time. And uh, I just basically shared that no landing page, no nothing. I just said, you know, I want to, and I came, you know, I was very honest. I was like, I'm just starting out. This is my passion. This is what my, I, I'm really good at. I'm really good with words. I'm really good with taking your 
sales argument and making it more persuasive. That's my strength. That's what I do. Nice. So if you have something, if you have a piece of copy or if you have a, 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 a sales page or an opt-in page or a homepage that you want my eyes on, I can re- revise it for you and make it more persuasive. Let me know. And what I did was not only did I not do, just do a review, I basically did a screencast video. I revised the copy all for free. I didn't charge anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and each video was about 25, 30 minutes. Wow. Um, and I, I did 100 of those in three weeks. So I got about 80 testimonials right off the bat. So just even if those people had not become paid clients, just the fact that you're just starting out and in three weeks you have 80 testimonials of people telling you, you know, this is how my sales improved. This is how my conversions improved. Um, this is how my email open rate improved. Just those quantitative uh, kind of uh, quantitative testimonials um, made a lot of difference. So, and I could, and I had the permission to, uh, another thing that I did after this, so I didn't, so this is how I used it. So I did those reviews. Um, I got the testimonials. I got some of them to turn, become paying clients. And then I also created a lot of before afters. Mm, so nice. I that's, would, that's great. Yeah. And I use those in social media consistently on Twitter, on my own Facebook page, everywhere. I would just do a before after. And sometimes I would kind of do a quiz. I would say, okay, this was the before copy. This, this is version A. This is version B. One conversion, one version converts 62% better than the other. Guess which one? So it created a lot of hype around my work. You know, it was not like, um, you know, test me out, pay me and then test me out and see how great I am. I actually had evidence. I showed them this was the before. This is the after. This is my work. So so that really helped me get a lot of buzz around my work. I love that. So then now your courses, let's talk about like what you're doing now. What is, what is your business model now? So now, right now, it is about 95% courses. Um, I'm only working with a very small handful of clients one-on-one. Okay. Um, my, my courses are, I, so I, I have something called that I like to call launch stacking, yep. where I have, so kind of going a little bit nerdy on you. Do it. Excuse let's, me. Let's nerd, let's nerd out. <laughs> talk, nerdy, talk nerdy to me. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so the way I've structured my business is that I believe in something called the dread to dream journey. So the dread to dream journey is you need to imagine your potential buyer at the dread stage where they are dreading a lot of things. And then the dream stage is basically where all their dreams are realized. If you want to take someone from the dread to the dream in order to take that journey, you can't just take them from the dread to dream in one full swoop, right? You can't just take them from dread to dream right off the bat. So what I recommend doing and what I've done in my business is that I believe in creating 20% improvement product, then a 40% improvement product, a 60% improvement product, and then a total transformation product. Mm. So the way my launches are stacked is that I have a 20% improvement product. What that does is that it takes them from the dread state 20% closer to the dream state. It doesn't solve their problem 100%. It just improves it 20%. So it, it just gives them that rush of, oh, something in my life is becoming a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, 40% improvement is a 40% improvement. And then obviously 60% in total transformation. So 
Um, I have products ranging all the way from $25 to about $8,000. And all of these products are on this dread to dream journey. Some of these are 20% improvement. Some of these are total transformation. Some of these are 60%. Some of these are 40%. But the idea is that what I think the mistake that most people do is that they create a lot of 20% products and they don't have a total transformation product mm-hmm. or end up creating a ton of total transformation product. But if someone wants to just test them out, someone just wants to kind of dip their toes in their business, they have no way of doing that. The only way they can work with them is if they pay for a, you know, a $2,000 product. Yeah. So, so, so that's how my business is structured. Uh, my portfolio of products has all these 20%, 40%, 60% and total transformation with price ranges to match. So if someone, and that allows me, that has allowed me to create a buyer base of about 4,000 people because it is really easy for them to say yes to a 20% product. Yeah. It is not as easy for them to say yes to a 60% product, but it's really easy for them to say yes to a 20% product because the price is low, the resistance is low, they feel they can achieve it, there is a, the believability factor is high. So, so that's how my business is structured. I love that. How many products do you have in your catalog right now? So right now I have, oh, okay. So the active ones, I have about six. The ones that I have played with are about 10. But some of these I have killed because again, going back to the, mm-hmm. to the dread dream. Um, when you launch a total transformation product, sometimes your 20%, 40% would cannibalize the total transformation, yeah, right? That's a good point. So you have to kill some of these. So I launched a lot, but I've killed some of these because now I have a few total transformation products that do not, that, uh, that require me to kill the 20%, 40%. Exactly. Now, what of all your products, what is the, what's your best seller? What's the most well received? Um, the one that I sold right now is because it's made me a lot of money. It was the, it's called sold out launch. Um, and I basically, it's the first time that I experimented with uh, a high price product. I, so is, Again, it about, you know, like a, is it about how to launch a product or a course? It is. It is. Yes. It is about, and there are uh, the launch programs, a dime a dozen. So yeah. when I launched it, I was like, okay, I'm going into a really crowded market mm-hmm. and I am, uh, my first battle would be how is this different from other courses? Mm-hmm. Because there are so many launch programs. So I tested, I try, I launched it as a purely as a test again, just to see. How, and it is a total transformation product because it has everything that you need to do to just go from no idea to launch. So it is a complete transformation. Uh, but it did really well. I launched it in June. I made, about seven hundred thousand dollars. Nice. About, yeah, yeah. It did really well. It was the first time I I I launched something of this value. So it what was, was the early, price point. Yeah, the early bird was fifteen hundred, and the full price was twenty five hundred dollars. Okay. So so yeah. So the sales were about the total sales, and, I, and, I, and then I also had a down sale. So the total sales were about six hundred seventy three thousand, which is a good number considering. You know, I'd never done anything like this. No, it's amazing. Did you do that with a lot of joint ventures too, or did you do that mainly off your list? uh, No, just my list. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't do a lot of affiliate promotions, so it's purely my own list. Okay. Now, um, did you so a launch product? That's a that that can be a very big, comprehensive product because there's a lot of little details that go into that. Did you create the entire course before you sold it, or did you sell it? And, it, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to sell it. And then every week you're going to get something dripped out. So you create it after you sold it. 
Which one? So, so yeah, so so it wasn't ripped out. I typically always sell before I create. Right. Always. Yeah. So the first thing I do is I write the sales page. Um, then I test it out. I sell it, and then I create it. But in this case, sold out launch was a little bit different, and that was basically the kind of the 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 point of differentiation for sold out launch um, that I accepted right off the bat. I came out, and again, I think that's something that more people on the internet should do. This idea of appearing less than perfect mm-hmm. um, I don't think enough people do it and I think one of the reasons Sold Out Launch did so well is because I came right out and I said I've created a program on, so on, on launches but I'm not an expert in everything so what I have done is I've brought on faculty members who are experts in their areas of you know whatever their areas That's are perfect. and I yeah, you don't get and penalized I, for that either you never get penalized for that yeah and because again you know even though I get absolutely fantastic results from Facebook ads, but I'm not a Facebook ad expert. Do you hire somebody to I run can your Facebook ads or do you do them yourself right no, now? I do it on my own. I do it on my own, but I do a lot of, you know, <laughs> seriously, my, my, my trial. I like to say this trial and error is my religion. <laughs> oh yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. That's well, that's, you know, they said marketing is nothing but guessing and testing, guessing and yeah, testing, yeah. you know, the, um, so with, with the Facebook, Ad. So that, that's the majority of your, um. Yeah, that's the majority uh, of my traffic. Now. So what are, what are you doing there? Are you sending them straight to a webinar registration page or are you sending them, you know, what, what's your Facebook strategy? So, look like? yeah. So I, I only run Facebook ads when I'm launching. I okay. don't run Facebook ads throughout. I, I used to have an evergreen funnel, but I had to kill it because it was cannibalizing. Mm-hmm. Um one of my other products. So I will probably activate it again. So uh, when I'm doing uh, Facebook ads, I yes, I run those to a webinar page. And then from the webinar, I sell and webinars have been absolutely fantastic for me mm-hmm. to sell. Um, again, everything that I've sold in my business has been through webinars. Yeah. I haven't done any other any other sales strategy only through live webinars. Yeah, then no, no, it's a remarkable way to sell and yeah. grow your business. So um, what, uh, and then you, you work with a handful of clients one-on-one, like high-end consulting as well. Are you looking to do more of that, less of that? Does it matter? Yeah. So I'm doing, now I'm doing, um, so because I did sold out launch, one of the things that I realized in sold out launch was that even though I priced it at 2,500 and it was completely do it yourself, um, there were all, there would still be people who would say, we'd pay you any amount if you would work with us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? That's interesting. So now next month I'm doing a sold out launch live in Madrid where I'm bringing people in. They're going to work with me for two days, um, on their launches. And so that's the kind of work that I do. And there would be a few follow up calls with me, but basically I'm bringing my entire team. I'm bringing those people in. We'll all stay together two days. You come in with an idea and you leave with your launch, your ads, your graphics, yep. your website, everything done. What are you charging for that? Um, you know so that? it's, yeah, yeah, no, no, I do. I, I, it's already sold out. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, um, I did, I wanted to do early bird 6,000 and full price 8,000, but mm-hmm. I sold all my spots in early bird. So I didn't get a chance to do full price because oh, <laughs> okay. I sold all, all my spots. I, I didn't even get to send an email. I just mentioned after a webinar and then I, I, I had nine spots. They were all gone. Nice. Yeah. So have you, have you ever read, uh, Perry Marshall's book, 80, 20 sales and marketing? No, I haven't. So That's I would, I would jump on that book immediately. That's one of my favorite business books of all time. And it's... Sorry, um, okay, let me ask you. Perry Marshall is the guy who's behind Swiss Army Method, right? Mm, I don't 
thinks so. uh, unless that's yeah, something I, new he's i mean he's, he's like famous an for right? he wears he wears spectacles he looks like an accountant right i'm an accountant i don't know if he wears tacticals i know <laughs> perry his his main thing has been always the ultimate guide for adwords that was what he made he was he was the most famous adwords expert. i'm gonna buy it right off right as soon as he finishes call i'm buying it cool. because so one of the things that so the book is so remarkable in everything that it talks about i mean it's really about the the 80 20 rule as well right but um, one of the key things that he presses upon is the 80-20 rule with uh, your prices and what your customers will pay. So, you know, if you have a hundred customers, you know, the, you know, there's, there's 20 at whatever price, 20 of yeah. them would have bought a much higher price product, like yes. at least double. And then 20% of those. So what is that? Four. 4% of those uh, 20 yeah. would have bought a, a price like double what the other ones paid. And then at least one of those would have bought an ultra premium price. And he goes, you know, it, and it, he says it works. And it is kind of true. It, it's like a natural law. There's always something out there that somebody wants to give you money, like somebody who's dying to yeah. give you money. And a great example that he used was, um, I mean, it, you have Starbucks over in Saudi Arabia? Yes, we do. Cool. Yes, we do. I wasn't 100% sure. To, nice. So, yeah, they're addicted to uh, uh, Starbucks as they would, uh, Saudis are addicted to Starbucks. Oh, so, yeah. nice. Yeah. So the, um, the, one of the illustrations that he used was at a Starbucks, you'll oftentimes see like a $2,000 espresso machine for sale. And like who goes into Starbucks to buy a $2,000 espresso machine? I'm going in to buy a $4 cup of coffee. But mm -hmm. he said they recognized it. There only has to be one person per month or whatever, per week, whatever, yeah. who's going to buy that. But they wouldn't put it in there if somebody didn't buy it. And somebody always buys it. And I that, love that. Right? So making the ultra premium offer, there are people out there, especially your biggest fans, who yeah. are dying for that. I've got a client right now. He sells a $200 a month software. And, uh, you know, for mortgage and real estate people. And I was like, have you ever thought about offering a high end mastermind? And he's like, ah, they wouldn't pay that. They're, they're really cheap. I was like, well, let's, let's try it out. So we just engineered a little email campaign and he's already sold with one email. He's our, and four phone calls. He sold four or $5,000 packages for like, come wow. to my office, come to my office for two days for $5,000 to a notoriously cheap market. So there's always people out there. I, I, I always try to tell my clients, like, you know. They're willing to spend the money. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. So what's so what is a what's big picture next? Like what's a uh, what's another big goal of yours? So uh, besides just so, growing your business and what you're doing. So okay, so two things. Um, I don't know whether you know, but for me, for my business, one of the things that really allows me to do, keep trying new things and launching new things is that. Um, 10% of my revenues, all my revenues, I use them. I used to uh, work with uh, street children in Southeast Asia um, to nice. feed and educate street children. And it was, it was okay because it was 10% of, you know, a small amount. But now that I'm making so much money, 10% itself is about a six figure amount. So now I'm at that point where I am looking at starting my own nonprofit because honestly, I'm not comfortable handing over $100,000 to just a random charity. Uh -huh. um, you know, so, so that's one of the big projects that I need to look at for 2017. I have the amount set aside. I need to find a way to invest it. Uh, I'm also looking at creating, um, 
again, I, even though I live in Saudi Arabia, I'm originally from Pakistan. And in Pakistan, um, people are, you know, it's a poor country. So there are p- people who live in less than $2 a day. So the idea behind, even for my business, the idea behind having these low ticket products is because I want, so I have a $25 membership program. Um, and the, the reason that I created these is because I want to give a chance to those aspiring entrepreneurs in those countries that cannot afford a hundred dollar product, cannot afford a two thousand dollar product, but still have access to high quality business trainings. So one of the things that I'm working on right now, and that project is something that I'm at in the process of working on. I already have the volunteers, is that I'm creating really high quality business trainings in all almost all languages, and it's going to be for five dollars for everyone who wants to sign up. So oh, I wow. have volunteers from Brazil, I have volunteers from Sudan, I have volunteers from you know who would be able to do it in Spanish. So I would do the core training, I would do everything, I would do it in English, and then I have people who I have people from India who are willing to do it in all regional languages from India. That's amazing. So I want to create this. So again, it's because again, one of the, it's the one reason is one reason they can't take all of these, our business trainings is because of the money. The second reason is the language. Yeah. They, they don't, don't totally English, but it. yeah, but they do want it. Starting an e-commerce store does not require you to speak English, but they need to understand what, how to do it. So I have right now, I have about 52 people who are, so 52 languages are ready to go, who are willing to volunteer, um, give their time to me and work on that project. So that's something that I'm really excited about doing. Um, and it's coming really soon. That's amazing. I love that. So <laughs> are there any other nuts you're trying to crack? Any other things that we can help you with? So if there's anybody out there listening who may have some insight on starting a nonprofit, uh, yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, oh what my else God, can we help you with? Awesome. If you have, if you have, if you have a language that is not widely spoken <laughs> and you want to be a volunteer, I would love to have more people. I, 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 I've, I've had volunteers for languages that I didn't even know about those languages, wow. but people are. And it's amazing because, you know, I, I'm, I only speak my mother tongue, which is Urdu and English. So, but there are people, I know someone who speaks six languages. Oh my God. I didn't even think it was possible to know six languages and she wants to basically volunteer for all six languages. So that's amazing. Wow. That is amazing. I love that. Absolutely <laughs> love what you're doing. Um, well, this has been, this has been fantastic. I, I, you know, when I, when I realized that we we're going to be doing the uh, interview, I subscribed to your list. I enjoy your emails. I look forward to continuing to watch what you're doing and how you're doing it and, you know, potentially learn a few things myself. So, um, this has been great. So oh, if- thank you so much. There was I my favorite topic is me, obviously, oh, like everyone. Obviously. So <laughs> I love talking about myself. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about myself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I love <laughs> I love the uh it, it's a very inspirational story as well for anybody out there who's kind of got an idea of how to get out there, validate it quickly, put in some work build the uh, start to build the audience. And like you said, when the even in the very beginning, you you did some guest posts and you just started going there to start to build. That's how you built your initial yeah. base, right? And yes. from there, you probably started doing some advertising, but it wasn't until you kind of validated that people yeah. wanted to hear what you had to say. And that really is a good reminder to everybody about, you know, how to start. There's no push button, easy solution to starting, but um, getting out there and seeing what the market wants and putting yourself in front of them in a way that like, you know, like, that engages them and you know, your site, the persuasion revolution.com definitely does that. And I encourage every single person who's listening to go check it out, subscribe, watch what you're doing. And, um, 
and and pay close attention because you've done big things and I expect a lot of big things from you. Ah, thank you so much for your kind words. I would love uh for you people to, you know, join if you're not if you are, you know, just a disclaimer if you are offended by cussing or um you know, you're one of those who refer to their undergarments as unmentionable, <laughs> you yeah, may not, not like right. my website a lot. They're not listening to my show anyway. Uh, they not they won't be listening to your show. So great, we could be covered, we're good. Exactly. You've also got a new podcast out I saw, The Persuasion Show, available on iTunes. Yes. Oh my god, yes. And yeah, so we will probably be talking soon. I probably go and harass you <laughs> yeah. to come talk to me because I want to I'll also give you the opportunity to talk about you because but I'm pretty sure that's your favorite topic too. So a hundred percent. Uh, one last question. Who do you, okay. So besides Selena Sue, who, uh, introduced us, who else do you really look to as a, either, uh, as a mentor, either in person that, uh, we might know or people that you really look up to? Who are some of the people out there that some of the influential folks that have made a big difference in your life? So, okay. That's a kind of, that's a loaded question because, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge believer in mentors. And if, when someone people read out, reach out to me and tell me, Oh, we want you to mentor. I was like, you know, you have no idea how fucked up I am. You know, <laughs> I mean, no, trust me. And I think that's what the problem really is. Um, you know, human beings are fundamentally flawed, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that we do, a lot of things that we say, a lot of things that we advise are normally due to their, our own selfish self-interest. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion. So I like to, I, I like to take, bits of wisdom from different people um, and see what works. I'm a huge, like I said, trial and error is my religion. I like to try out yeah. new things, but I would not just say someone is. Is there somebody out there that's a, like a thought leader, if nothing else that you, you read everything they put out or you really like to learn from? Yes. Yes. So, so yeah. Okay. So let me just, so I think that's, that's so, so someone, for example, Laura, I don't know whether you know, Laura Belgray, Laura Belgray is a, she's a friend. She's awesome. She's a client. She's a friend and I'm a huge fan. She's awesome. Joanna, Joanna Webb from Copy Hackers, Ramit Sethi. These are people that I, I, I watch them closely because I love how they do business. It's yeah. a little bit different from what not people people typically do. So yes, these are these are the kind of people that I watch closely. I open their emails. I enjoy the way they engage with their audience. I love it. I love it. Well, for all of my listeners, go to the persuasionrevolution.com and in the show notes of the episode, you'll find you'll find links to uh her, you know, so- Bush's social media site, everything, podcast, and I suggest you go subscribe, check it out, and follow along closely. So, Busha, thank you very much for being a guest on the show. I've really appreciated it, and it's been really cool to get to know you and hear your journey. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. And see, I did not fall asleep. See, exactly. But that's coming soon, isn't it? In the next (laughs) hour. (laughs) I'm I'm so glad we don't. It's in the next like 30 seconds. I'm so glad the camera is not on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's great. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Best thing in the world that you can do to uh, support me besides sending me uh, large sums of cash for no other reason besides you like the show (laughs) is to review it on iTunes Take a snapshot of that review, send it to me, or just share the show on social media. Tag me in it. Say, this was really cool. This is some bacon-wrapped business advice, if I've ever heard it. And um, let us know what you think. Tag myself, tag Busher in the uh, episode. And uh, keep on listening. I've got some good episodes for you coming up and look forward to sharing them with you. Talk to you next time.